Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. He craves attention and stops at nothing to get it. You're into yourself. I spend more time at the gym than I do with my children. You're not plugged into your marriage. Michael's obsessed with himself. You're in the green room hitting on my staff. We're a good-looking woman. Could we trade places for a minute? Let me be you. You narcissistic, self-absorbed child. Grow up and work on this marriage. How am I doing? Let's do it. If we're going to do something here that matters, then we got to deal with the truth. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. If I can help get this family back on track, are you willing to do that? Ready, three, take. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Now, I've got a question for you here in the studio audience. How many women here hope to be seen on TV today? Give me a show of hands. Okay. All right. Now, how many of you women spent an hour or more getting ready today? All right. So, how many of the men here really want the camera to focus in on you? All right. How many of you spent more than 15 minutes getting ready today? Uh, all right, we got a metro over here. I mean, Robin gets up, it's like two hours getting ready. I need five minutes. I take a shower, I get out, I shake like a dog. It's not like I have to do my hair, right? Three, three minutes. Well, my first guest craves attention and stops at nothing to get it. Now, this guest has spent over $10,000 so far this year just to look good. Now, you're all assuming that she really worked at it, right? But not today, because today I'm talking about a man. Michael admits that he is more focused on his looks than his marriage. He likes to look good, and he likes to show it off, but at what price? His wife, Roseanne, says Michael needs to spend less time on what he looks like and more time on the family. He says, look, my marriage has just lost its spark. But apparently he's got a spark for himself. Take a look. I'm 31 years old and my wife, Roseanne, is 41 years old. Our life is full of responsibility, children, career, finances. One thing Roseanne and I are definitely short on is spark and romance. Sometimes I just want to go out and have a blast and cut loose. Even though Michael's 10 years younger than me, I honestly don't think that he's a spring chicken. <laughs> I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm in better shape than I was when I was 21. I feel like Michael's obsessed with himself and what he wants. I'm an Adonis, 100%. Michael loves to pose in the mirror all day long. I am very superficial. When I was in labor with my first child, he insisted on having his back shaved before we went to the hospital. I would love to get laser hair removal done. I usually get the Botox on the uh, forehead region, you know, just for the little character lines. I spend more time at the gym and tanning than I do with my children. You know, I always tell Michael that I don't care if he goes bald, and he gains a little bit of weight, and then he tells me, it should matter, you shouldn't want to be with me. So I don't think that's really, you know, normal. Now, let me, let me get this right, because you're, you're very forthcoming about this. You say, you bet, I am all about how I look, and you're a bodybuilder, right? Yeah, yes. So, I mean, you're pumping iron, and, and you're working at it, and you say you don't even like the character lines in your forehead? Yeah, I just started getting the Botox done um, to uh, do, relieve. Do you have character lines in your forehead? Well, I did until I got the Botox. Oh, so you've had the Botox. <laughs> yes. Because you want to look five or six years younger, right? You know, you got, it lasts for about three to four months, so you get done, uh, you know, two to three times a year. 
yeah. costs about 300 each time. So would you spend $1,000 a year to look, uh, you know, five to 10 years younger? I would. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I just, I mean, because I guess at my age, you figure, well, you know, what difference it make? Um, but I understand that's important to you. You know, I, I think each person makes a statement. What's the statement you want to make? What is it you want people to see? Uh, with my appearance, I like some, I like people to see me as, you know, professional, um, you know, that I'm squared away, that, uh, you know, I have, I have my ducks in a row and I have things in order and, uh, you know, I'm a go-getter in life and that I'm motivated and I think you do that with your appearance and uh, how people perceive you. Yeah. So you said you want to come across as professional, but actually what you've said is, I got married too soon, I wish I could push that further down the road. I want to run and play and party and have a good time. Well, that's the problem with uh, bodybuilding. You know, when you, I'm 31 years old and I'm in the best shape of my life, I'm in better shape than I was at 21. And uh, it starts to, you know, the, the indulgences are there. You know, you can, I still feel like I can do it like I did when I was 21. So at times you still want to be able to go out and be wild and do that. Like, what do you call being wild? What do you, what do you want to do that you can't do well, with a wife when you're married, you know, uh, you're, you're not as free as you once were. And uh, yeah. you can't go out and... Um, you know, uh, live it up at the, you know, the clubs and So you want to go to the clubs, like to. pick up chicks, kind of party all night? I mean, everyone, every, I think every guy does at some point in time. Yeah, but you're married with children. Yes. And you're saying, damn, if I had been this way then, so at 21, were you like some kind of pencil neck or something? I mean, what No, I, no I, I was always, uh, you know, if you watched The Breakfast Club, I was always, you know, the Emilio Estevez type. I was, um, I was you know, football player and wrestler high school and college, and uh, was always in that in crowd, and, you know, basically, uh, you know, just, you know, living the dream, and, um, you know, womanizing, doing things like that. So if you could turn the clock back, you would? I mean, if you could be... Most if definitely. If you could be, because you think you're pretty hot, right? I, I don't know if I'd say hot. Ah, kind come of a, on, you know, come on. Ah, I mean, I'd like, to, I'd like to think that I look good, yes. Okay, so you think you look good, and you'd like to, if you could, I'd you, do my you would like to be strutting this around in the clubs at night with some, with girls, right? Uh, I'd say yes, yes. What's your ideal woman? My ideal woman, uh, curvy, I, I like them curvy. Well, you actually know, uh, you said 20 something with a big butt. That sounds about right, yeah. that sounds about right. Okay. That sounds All about right. right. So that I would like... be fun for you right now. Yeah, it would be. Well, actually Michael's wife is here. She says that she just wants him to understand that looks are not the most important thing. Take a look. Sometimes I get really upset that uh, Michael gets to tan, go spend time on himself, get Botox while I'm home, you know, doing chores around the house and spending most of my day with the kids. I mean, Roseanne definitely gets caught up in the responsibilities for kids, work kids. That's not why we were put here on this earth. I feel like Michael really needs to take on more responsibility. He goes to work and then straight to the gym for up to four hours. I think his obsession with bodybuilding is taking a toll on our family. I don't think he realizes at all how much it's hurting me. Okay, so this does bother you that he's so focused on his looks? Absolutely. I mean, what about it bothers you? He spends more time on his looks than he does with his family. Really? Really. <laughs> so, do you talk about it? Yes. What does he say? He says it's something that he really wants to do and he wants me to support it. So you spend time and money, right? Yes. Like we said, you had spent close to $10,000, and now you want to do a $5,000, uh, was it laser hair removal? Yes, yeah, so I'd like to get a uh, laser hair removal done, because with bodybuilding, you have to shave a lot. 
You know, you have yeah. to always be clean shaven, arms, chest, back, you know, especially for shows. So the detail and the muscle shows. So if I got laser hair removal, it would make my life a heck of a lot easier. So like on your whole body? Yeah, I'd like to get the whole body done eventually. Start with the upper body and eventually get the lower body done. Yeah, as can well. you all afford that? Probably not right now. Now he says you've actually kind of let yourself go, <laughs> right? I wouldn't say she's let herself go. Oh, actually, you did say she's let herself go. You said she let herself go. She didn't do it on purpose, but she's, you know, had these children. I, I don't think Roseanne has let herself go as much as, you know, she's had three children, you know, um, you know, in a short Who, period of time. Whose kids did she have? Mine. Okay. Our children, our children. Yeah. Okay, our so children. she's had your children, and you say she's let herself go? Really? <laughs> Well, it's hard for her to find time, you know, and uh, things, you know, with, uh, with the kids. What too. is it that she's, what's gotten away from her? Uh, well, she, you know, Roseanne just needs to, uh, you know, just, she's always, always slender. She just needs to tighten it up a bit, you know. She needs to get in the gym. I'm trying to get her back into the gym with me, you know, on a regular basis so she can. Uh, Roseanne likes to work out. Roseanne likes to stay fit. Yeah. But she's not the body type that you're interested in. Not that she's not attractive. My wife's very attractive. But, right. I mean, she's not my ideal um, body type. I mean, I like, I, li I like a lot of curves on women, so, um, you know, sometimes I wish Roseanne had a little more butt than she does, but. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people right now thinking she's got a really big ass. <laughs> um, um, I mean, <laughs> you hear the women in this room, I mean, we may have to find our way out of here. All right, we've got to take a break. Michael says that he wants to make his marriage work. But will his actions speak louder than words? You're going to be the judge. We'll be right back. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. He's a soldier, but his battle scars... Full blow knuckles to the face, stomach, groin... ...come from his wife. I have an anger issue. What are you so angry about? She can't control her rage. Your husband's mother. You beat her up and then threaten to kill her. I can't live a lifestyle like this anymore. Now her family fears for her daughter. You sent a text message, I'm ready to beat your granddaughter black and blue. That's tomorrow. Financially, we're strapped because Michael spends so much money on himself. I spend approximately $1,000 a month, you know, to look good. But I'm tanning. Botox. Gym memberships. Health food. Supplements. It does take a lot to keep this body looking good, but somebody's got to do it. Okay, look, everybody loves a little attention, right? And everybody wants to look their best. But what if your spouse spends so much time and money and energy focusing on himself, I said he, that he doesn't see his own family falling apart around him? And you think that's what's going on. You think that he's so caught up in all the things that he's doing that he's not recognizing that this marriage is deteriorating, this family unit is deteriorating, and you're upset that if something doesn't happen, this is, this is gonna, it's not going to work. Right. Do you think he's a flirt? Yes. Are you a flirt? Yes, I'm a flirt. I, I, don't, I don't see anything <clears throat> wrong with a little harmless flirtation. Yeah. I've said it before. If you wouldn't do it with your spouse watching, then you shouldn't be doing it. People always ask me, Dr. Phil, is this going too far? Is this cheating? Is, is this flirtation too much? And I've said, look, if you wouldn't do it with your wife right there beside you, then it's probably a, be a good idea not to do it at all. You do things when she's not there that you wouldn't do if she was there, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yes. Well, we just wanted to see how 
this married man with three kids would act when he thought nobody was looking. What was your first name, by the way? I'm Abby. Abby, Michael, Abby, nice to meet you. What was your name? <laughs> I'm Carly. Carly, I yeah. like Carly. Nice like I Carly. Yeah, Italian. Yeah. Italian. Italian. Yeah. So I'm Italian too. Really? With the blonde hair, I like it. Yeah. I knew I liked you. <laughs> I knew I liked you. I'm a sucker for Sicilian girls. Sicilian girls are the best. You probably cook, huh? I'm a pretty good cook. So if you can't cook, you're pretty much out the door. You're honestly the first Sicilian girl I've ever met. Really? It was Jewish. I never dated a Jewish girl. I miss the boat. I love you, California okay. women. You're all blonde. That's what I'm used to. <laughs> my bodybuilding takes up a lot of time, you know. Every day I'm in the gym. My bodybuilding takes up time from my marriage. Right. And I'm a bodybuilder. If I do the bodybuilding, that makes it even harder. Right. Yeah. You're a good looking woman. You gotta take me out of the room. <laughs> Why? Because she says she's like really nice to talk to. You gotta get me out of here. I might not be going on with that. <laughs> Do you remember these ladies, Michael? Yes, I remember them. Yeah. Well, these are two of our staff members, Abby and Carly. And how many times did you mention you were a bodybuilder? A few. A few. Uh, so, Carly, Abby, are you, are you all over there? Uh, hey. Hi. Yeah. So uh, he did mention he was a bodybuilder. Many times. Once or twice. <laughs> yeah, once or twice. Did you feel like you were being flirted with? Definitely. Yes. <laughs> you could say that. Did yeah, you sure. feel like you were being looked up and down? Oh, yeah. We could, I could see him looking at her. The eyes just went up, down, up, down, over and over. It was yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. What you said to them was, yeah, I love you, California blondes. That's what I'm used to. <laughs> um, you have a raven-haired beauty sitting here, but you're, were, you, were you hitting on them? Were you, was I that was just, flirting with them. I mean, it was nothing. I thought it was pretty harmless. But you're on the Dr. Phil show. A problem is that you're into yourself, that you flirt with girls, that you're not plugged into your marriage. You're in the green room hitting on my staff. <laughs> what the hell are you thinking? Just friendly conversation. That's yeah, all. it was friendly, all right. What did, what did you think about that? I'm a little pissed and sick to my stomach. Yeah, because you see, that's what he's doing here at the Dr. Phil show. Is that offensive to you? Tell him what's offensive about that. It's obvious what's offensive. We're on the Dr. Phil show, and... That's what you're doing. What do you want from him? I want him to put more emphasis on me and my family. I think what he has in front of him is he should be more than thrilled with. Is that the best statement you can make to him about what you want? Because, look, you really fought to get here. Then you waffled about whether you, you wanted to be here with him or not. Then you, you have, my staff has spent hours on end talking to you up, down, sideways, all of that. And now you come here and you got nothing to say? 
I just, I just want to be clear with you. This is your time. This is your moment. And if you blow it, you're blowing it. You wanted my help mm -hmm. in getting this guy's attention to what's going on. And now you're here and you're dummying up. Oh, I want him to stop being so into himself and stop worrying so much about <clears throat> things that don't mean anything. You know, and be a good person. Be a good husband. You know, you, you married me because you married me. I didn't ask you to marry me. We got married, you know, a year and a half after my daughter was born. No one forced him to marry me. You know, it, we did not rush into getting married. We decided we were going to get married when we were ready to get married. And he said he was ready, so now step up to the plate and be ready and be a man. So what do you say to that? I agree with Roseanne. I, I definitely, I, I put too much emphasis on, on looks and outer appearance, and I think bodybuilding has done that to me because it's, it's an obsessive sport like that. It's carried over into my life, and I just, I mean, I love my children dearly. We have, we have three beautiful children together, and um, you know, I spend as much time with them as I can, and I try to be, I consider myself a good father. I love spending time with my kids, but I need to spend more. You know, I need, need to cut my gym time down and you know, put more time into my wife and my But kids. if you knew then what you know now, you wouldn't be married, would you? I wouldn't say I wouldn't be married. I mean, I don't, I don't regret getting married. I just wish Roseanne and I would have, um, it wasn't the ideal timeline that I wanted. I wish we could have um, you know, maybe gotten married and waited a little bit on children so we could have spent more time as a couple. But you didn't. All right, we got to take a break. Next, Michael's dad is actually the one who wrote in. He didn't write, she didn't write, his father wrote. You're going to find out why he's worried about his son's choices right now, and then I'm going to tell you what I think. We'll be right back. husband is having a midlife crisis. He didn't like hip-hop music, he didn't want it at our wedding, and now all of a sudden he's, he's in the car listening to it himself. He wants to suddenly start going out to clubs and drinking. I just feel like I'm still in the prime of my life. I just think he's gone from being mature to immature. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street, essential television. Roseanne's body isn't quite what it used to be. Having children takes a toll on the body. She's very slender, but she has no booty. And I'm a booty man, so that causes a problem. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, that would cause a problem. And she said, what do you want me to do? Get, get surgery? You want me to go get an implant or something? Well, we looked into that as a possible. Oh, option. you did look into that? <laughs> really? And all you've got to say is, what you listen could we trade places for a minute because i just gotta be you okay you, you, you sit over here and i i just gotta be you i ask you what you had to say to him okay so let me be you ask me what i got to say to him what do you have to say to michael you narcissistic self-absorbed child are you kidding me i mean are you kidding me you married me, you got me pregnant, not once, not twice, not three times, and then you criticize me for being tired? You criticize me because I don't look the way you look, you want me to look? 
I look good enough for you to knock up three times. I look good enough for you to get married to. I look good enough for you to make a home with. And now you want to sit me at home with three kids while you're down there posing in the mirror and talking to all of these people and hitting on every girl you come up to. It's time to grow up. You made the choice, own the choice, and work on this marriage. That's what I want. How am I doing? Good. Okay. Okay, now... Pick up right there. <laughs> I think he about covered it. I think so. When you choose the behavior, you choose the consequences. You choose to get married. You choose to have not one, not two, but three children. So now you have a family. And you got to grow up and mature into that and say, I have a family. And I have no doubt you can find some blonde somewhere in California or somewhere else and you can go run and play for a little while, but you know what, that's easy when you're just running and playing, but you know, pretty soon that one's gonna wanna settle down, then she's gonna wanna have kids, then what are you gonna do? So, well, no, 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 I wanna go find somebody else to run and play with for a while. At some point you gotta say, hey, life is different as you get a little older. It's not worse, it's just different. And it just comes with maturity. Now, Michael's father wrote into the show because he says Michael's family comes second, and he wants him to grow up. So your dad's actually on the phone. Chuck, are you there? Dr. Phil, I am. Uh, Chuck, what would you want to say? To my son, uh, basically, I need him to focus on his marriage. Uh, I think he's lost his way. If he put as much time into his marriage as he does his bodybuilding, I think they'd be on top of the world. And you worry that you kind of have some ownership in all of this, right? Yes, I do. I do. Why is that? Well, I believe uh, his, his mother and I went through a divorce, and it wasn't a good one. And I think he's overcompensated um, into his appearance and not wanting to be rejected, uh, not, you know, wanting people to, you know, look down on him. I think it could be caused by, by what we, we, I think we caused that, you know. You love your son? Huh, with all my heart, and he knows that. And you want what for him? I want him to have a stable marriage. I want him to get a balance, you know, between his self-goals and his marriage. Um, I want him to look at Roseanne as the woman she is as, and quit looking for Barbie dolls. I mean, Roseanne is, I'd say, in the top 10%. I've spent a lot of time talking to her. And uh, the morality, the self-values, the family values that she has is impeccable. So what are you going to do? I'm going to try to put more time into my family um, and my wife and my three beautiful children and um, put less emphasis on, uh, I mean, I'm a bodybuilder. That's what I do. I mean, I have a goal to turn pro. I have a, you know, a show coming up in five weeks, and it takes a lot of preparation, a lot of time. Uh, but I just need to find a way to better balance that <clears throat> where I can. But, you know, you can do that as a product of your family. You are disrespecting this woman. I mean, you say she's not in shape, she's not the shape that I want, she's not, I like a different kind of woman. Well, you didn't marry a different kind of woman, you married this kind of woman. And it seems to me that she is being exceedingly patient with you. And I can tell you, if you decide that you're going to keep doing what you're doing, you're going to have had enough, right? And there's a point at which you're going to wind up getting divorced. And then you know what you're going to be? You're going to be a divorced, broke bodybuilder. 
you have a family here and your kids deserve to be at least as important as your interest and passion for bodybuilding. Your wife deserves to be at the top of your list priority-wise. Roseanne and I, it just became frustrating. And the only, the only time that we spent together, the only time we were together, we were arguing. And I, I was just looking for uh, an escape or a release. I just wanted something that made me happy. And that's what, you but know, But he wants I, to go out and have fun with me, but most of the time, he's not even home. Like, he comes home too late. So what kind of fun are we going to have when, you know, the, I have to get the kids ready for bed? And, you know, how, how much time could we have fun? You want to have fun, but you have to be with somebody to have fun. All right, now I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a break, and there's another couple I'm going to add to this conversation. I want you to listen to everything that's said. Sometimes you can see things in somebody else that it's harder to see in yourself, and then i got some questions for you based on that. Now, this next couple says it's not a matter of whether or not her boyfriend will cheat again. It's just a matter of which day. Well, we'll talk to them next. I've DJed for many years. I'm the center of attention. Tad had a seventh month affair. The first night that I met the other woman, we came back here and had sex in the bed that Christina and I shared together. Closed captioning provided by... My next guest, Todd, says that he's an addict, not to drugs or alcohol. Instead, he says he's addicted to women and the attention that he gets from them. Take a look. Women are my drug of choice. I have compulsively cheated on almost every relationship I've been in. I've DJed for many years. Hi, I'm DJT. I'm going to be your host for tonight. I'm the center of attention. There's a lot of women that go out saying, I'm taking home the DJ tonight. And it's very, very hard to say no to a lot of them. Todd is my boyfriend and the father of my unborn child. Todd and I are due to have our baby in about four months. When me and Christina first got together, I was seeing three women at that point, four including Christina. Technically, he's admitted to two affairs. He's kissed three other girls. I've heard that. I did kiss several other women, um, and I don't consider that cheating. Todd had a seven-month affair that started at the beginning of this year. Christina found out about the affair due to the cell phone. She went on the account and saw the number that I was texting and calling a lot. I did try to deny it for the longest time, even though I was caught red-handed. The first night that I met the other woman, we came back here and had sex in the bed that Christina and I shared together. I did impregnate the other woman. She did end up having a miscarriage, so thankfully I'm only having one child. I'm totally fed up with everything that's going on. Enough is enough. I've let it go too long. So what hurts the most about this? What hurts the most? Um, I, what hurts the most is that I just feel like I'm not good enough that he has to go for other women. Yeah. Or he got somebody else pregnant at the same time he found out I was pregnant. And that hurt pretty bad. Just that it doesn't stop. Is it going to stop? I hope so. And I think, I think it will if he gets the right kind of help. So you think it's a sickness with him? There's something wrong with him? Absolutely. Is there something wrong with you? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there hasn't been a relationship that I have that I haven't ran around on. Really? Absolutely. Why, what's your theory as to why that's true? What's your theory 
that you can't be satisfied in one place with one woman? Well, through all this, I'm learning a lot about myself, and it's digging deep to my childhood. It's coming to things I've seen, way I've grown up. Um, I've never actually had the fulfillment of knowing exactly what love is. And this is the first woman that's ever actually pursued me 100% and have been willing to be there to help me. Mm -hmm. I've had a total fear of abandonment my entire life. And I honestly believe I push away before they can push me away. Todd says that he was young, only 12 years old, when he first witnessed cheating and lying. And it all goes back to a road trip that he once took with his father. Let's see what he's talking about, and then we'll discuss it. I was raised around cheating. When I was approximately 12, my father took me on the road. He picked up different women at truck stops. I had to sit in the front seat and listen to him in the bed of his truck. I saw my father lie about it, and I never said a word to anybody about it. It really showed me that it's okay to treat women like this. It's okay to lie and cheat. Okay, listen, I, I totally get that. And, uh, you know, from a psychological standpoint, I, I recognize we're products of our learning history. I mean, I really do. Have you been in therapy? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I got to, nearly enough. Yeah, well, no, I got the sense you had because you had a lot of the therapy speak, which tells me that you have some capacity for insight, so that means you make conscious choices now. Mm-hmm. You choose what you choose now. And, in fact, you told us. I mean, here's what he said. Mm-hmm. He said, and I quote, I'm pretty much an ass when it comes to lying and cheating. Mm-hmm. He says, women have been my drug of choice. I-, I like the attention, the chase of when you try to get to know someone that's a new and exciting feeling. Yeah, he's so you're that. kind of addicted to that high, that rush that comes from the pursuit, from the victory, from the exhilaration of, of, of discovering something, right? Couldn't have said that any better myself. Okay. But you, you recognize that, so you got to decide, you know, what are you going to do about that? Because this is hurting her. Mm-hmm. You, you do this and move on, but this one's kind of stayed around. And so you see the impact of making a commitment that you don't keep to somebody. You know, you can lie and move on, and you're out of the moment. But you're not out of this moment. You're in this moment with her. Now, we're going to take a break. Todd says that he lies about everything. So when he says his most recent affair has ended, should we believe him? Well, I plan, I plan to find out. We'll be right back. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil. He's a soldier, but his battle scars come from his wife. You punch him, slap him, you've kicked him on a weekly basis. I can't live a lifestyle like this anymore. That's tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by... Todd lies about everything. He lies about stuff that doesn't even have a reason to lie about. Lying has absolutely got me through life. There were several incidents when I was younger where I told the truth. It got me beat up, and that was where I started lying. He feels like he should lie all the time because he doesn't have consequences when he lies. He only has consequences when he tells the truth. I do always have a very hard time telling the truth, even if it's 
nothing that's gonna get me in trouble. It's just become such a habit. It's who I've become, it's second nature. Okay, today we're talking about men who love attention and they get so desperate for it that they'll kind of do anything to get it, whether it's strut around, be a poser, get involved with other women. Now Todd says lying has gotten him through life. So in addition to his cheating, he admits that he lies about everything that, that goes on. So you, you just would, you'll lie when the truth would do better, right? It's natural. Can, can I say something? Usually what, what he feels is that <clears throat> he lies to me or to anybody and it's okay because he's doing something wrong, obviously, so he lies about it. But when he tells the truth about what he's doing wrong, it, it has consequences. But what he doesn't seem to realize is the consequences are twice as bad if you lied to me and then I find out uh -huh. versus just telling me the truth from the beginning. And I can't get him to seem to understand that. Uh -huh. That makes sense. Do you enable him? I think I do a little bit. You, you said that, this, that you've been having an affair, right? For seven months? Yes. But that it's over and you haven't talked to her for how long? Two months? Oh, uh, it was two weeks prior to right before we left home. Yeah. From here. From here. But you, you've talked to her really recently, right? Yes. When? The, the day I actually left home to come here, I freaked out. She's obsessed with him. It doesn't matter what he does to her or what happens. She wants him no matter what she'll you know, go through. I asked you a minute ago if you enabled him. Mm -hmm. I do. Uh, yeah, you kind of always protect him, don't you? I do a little bit, I actually I guess. made a whole card of the things <laughs> that I thought were interesting about where you actually try to protect him, where it'd be okay. You, you were telling the producers, you said, please be sure to use the part where I said he's a really good father. Yeah, because I don't and want him to, I don't want I, him I'm to I'm really think he's worried about person. him. He has low blood sugar right now. Would you be sure that, you know, we get him a cookie or something? We, um... <laughs> You continually would check in with the producer to see if he was okay, because you were worried, is he doing okay with all this? Is, is he okay? You're right. That's why I say I enable it, because I do worry about him, I guess. I, I, I'm wrong. I know. I guess I worry about him more than I worry about myself sometimes. Okay, but, but this has been okay with you. It, it hasn't been okay. Based on results, it has. Based on results, you have continued to stay with him in spite of the fact he is sleeping with another woman in your bed. Actually, they weren't sleeping, but they were in your bed. Right. That's okay with you. No, it was not okay with me. As far Based as on results, it was because you sung right in there. As far as I know, it was only the first very time, like seven, eight months ago. I don't think oh, it's well. been recently, but it's not right. No, I was hurt. Well, I'd like to float that by at my house. Hey, it was just the first... <laughs> Who, who, who did you turn down? If, if this is what you settled for, I would hate to meet the some bitch you turned down. <laughs> Do you think that little of yourself? My self-esteem is a little bit lower, yeah. Do you think that little of her that you would cause her this pain? I think the world of her. There is nothing in this world that I would not do for this woman. Except tell her the truth, be loyal, be faithful, and stick with her and take care of her the way you have implied that you would. Other than that, you'll do anything. What does that mean? You'll go get her something to drink? What does that mean you would do anything for her? Tell me what that means. I want to do everything I can to make her the happiest woman alive. 
there's nothing that I don't want to do for her. And I'm just a total creature of my habits. And I can't seem to break them. Well, actually, you don't break habits. What you do is you take one behavior and you replace it with a new behavior that crowds that one out, like truth, <laughs> fidelity, transparency, honesty, all of those things, they crowd out the other things. But basically what you're saying is, you know, I, I, it's, I love it when people say platitudes, oh, I would die for her. I would do anything to make her happy until I finish this sentence and then I'm going to go call my mistress and ask her if she'll meet me at the airport when I get home. I mean, that's basically your pattern, right? Correct. Okay. We're going to talk more about this when we come back, and I'm real interested if our first couple has any comments about what's going on here. We'll be right back. Hunger is rampant in America today. The face of hunger could be a friend or a co-worker. Make a difference in the lives of those around you by donating to Feeding America. Go to drphil.com to find out how you can help because a little goes a long, long way. I am prepared to let go of Todd because I don't want my child to make the same mistake as I did. I, I don't want her to end up in the position that I'm in right now. I'm sorry. I want her to be able to know to walk away. Well, I'm here with Todd and, and Christina, and, you know, I, I, I talked earlier to Michael and Roseanne, and do you see, Roseanne, any commonalities between the two of you, between you and Christina? Mm -hmm. what, what do you see? Um, I guess we are both enabling, enabling uh, the situation. Because see, here's the thing. I, I, I've said this before. I think we all have a personal truth. I think we all have something that we believe about ourselves. And based on that belief, we generate results to match it. Do you get that you are getting what you ask for? I understand that you're victims here. But at some point, you've got to stand up and be proud and strong women and say, you're going to treat me with dignity and respect or you're not going to treat me at all. And, and men may like it if you let them get away with stuff, but they're not going to respect you if you don't stand up for yourself. I mean... No, you're absolutely 100% right. You're 100% right. I should... <laughs> what I want you to do is something about it. Mm -hmm. Why are you willing to accept this from him? Um, until recently, the reason why I wrote your show in the first place, I'm... I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm pretty much done. If he, I told him two weeks ago, if he ever contacted her again, I was gone. Day before yesterday. And he did. And I called him and I told him, I said, you're lucky you were going to the Dr. Phil show in the first place, which is probably my fault in the first place because I was done. You contacted her, I'm done. Is that what you want? Absolutely not. Do you want to be with her? Yes. Why her? Why not the mistress? I'm not in love with the mistress. I'm 100% in love with her. Really? Yes. That's why you jerk her around and disrespect her? No. So come on, you say that's the way I was brought up. I was taught to lie. This is my pattern. Well, you know what? You're an adult. Now you get to choose. I have to stand up and make some decisions. That's right. I mean, seriously. Mm -hmm. Now you get to choose. You got to man up, and that means you got to be totally transparent. And you got to not be sneaking around here. You got to be totally transparent with this woman. And when you tell her something, you better mean it. And you've got to check him. 
If he says something, you've got to assume it's a lie, right? If his lips are moving, he's a liar. He's, li he's telling you something. You've got to test him at every time because his first reaction is going to be to tell you a lie. Mm -hmm. uh, are you coming home right after work? Yes. Well, actually, are you? No, actually, I'm not. I'm going to go here. I'm going to go there. That's exactly it, yeah. So you got to understand, there, there's a point at which you decide, you know what? I'm just going to tell the truth. They can kill me, but they can't eat me. I mean, come on. You just got to decide, it is what it is. Are you on your way home? No, I'm still here. I, I planned on leaving, but I didn't, so I'm still here. Just tell the truth. Just tell the truth, and I will get you some help with this. I will get you some help with unraveling this pattern of relying on lies to get through life. Thank you. And you got to grab on with both hands and do this, because I'm going to tell you what, you are going to die a lonely old man. <laughs> I told him that, Dr. Phil. <laughs> you are, because nobody with any backbone is going to put up with you longer than that. Because as soon as they realize that they can't count on you, they're going to move on to somebody that has more qualities as a man. And that's exactly what's gone on my entire life with all my relationships. And your children deserve better. Your children deserve their father plugged in at every step. And you, you can't get these women pregnant and then say, well, they have children. No. No, my you, you, you do. We'll be right back. Closed captioning provided by... Hey, audience, do we have a great time here in studio? If you're going to be in the Los Angeles area, come join Robin and me in the studio audience. Tickets are free, so just go to drphil.com and click on Be in the Audience. Or you can call 323-461-PHIL. That's 323-461-7445. I wanted to see how much people think is too much to spend each month on appearance. And of course, this varies with how much money you make. I guess it could be a percentage. But we posted a poll on Facebook to see what you think. And thousands upon thousands of you responded. Here's what you had to say. 67% said spending $100 a month is okay. 30% said $200 a month is okay. Only 3% said whatever it takes. Uh, I hope you'll join our Facebook page and share your opinions as well. Guys, I guess I say to, to both of y'all, sometimes we make the right decision. Sometimes we have to make the decision right. And there's a big difference. You know, it may not be a perfect fit, but you've got to say, you know what, this is the choice I made. This is the decision I made. And I am going to bloom where I'm planted. I am going to make this right. And when you expand your definition of a man, your definition of how good of a man you are to include the role of father, the role of husband, the role of provider, teacher, protector, leader, when you put all those things and start grading your paper on those things, it might change the way you approach what you're doing. Food for thought. We'll see you next time.
wanted to see how much people think is too much to spend each month on appearance. And of course, this varies with how much money you make. I guess it could be a percentage. But we posted a poll on Facebook to see what you think. And thousands upon thousands of you responded. Here's what you had to say. 67% said spending $100 a month is okay. 30% said $200 a month is okay. Only 3% said whatever it takes. Uh, I hope you'll join our Facebook page and share your opinions as well. Guys, I guess I say to, to both of y'all, sometimes we make the right decision. Sometimes we have to make the decision right. And there's a big difference. You know, it may not be a perfect fit, but you got to say, you know what, this is the choice I made. This is the decision I made. And I am going to bloom where I'm planted. I am going to make this right. And when you expand your definition of a man, your definition of how good of a man you are to include the role of father, the role of husband, the role of provider, teacher, protector, leader, when you put all those things and start grading your paper on those things, it might change the way you approach what you're doing. Food for thought. We'll see you next time.